Call it STEM music indeed. Welcome to the STEM music podcast, Next Generation, where we highlight students who are interested in STEM and the music they love. I'm your host, Roy Moy III, and today we have an incredible guest on this podcast. She is an electrical engineering student at Prairie View A&M, PV, you know, and has been a leader for a robotics team, competed in a science fair and placed, won a STEM award along with making the honor roll. She is also an amazing dancer and a mentee of mine with so much shine. STEM Music Nation, please help me welcome Sydney Mansaw to the STEM Music Next Generation podcast. What's up, Sydney? How's it going? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. This is so awesome. We are so excited to have you. I'm so excited to have you. Like I said in the intro, STEM Music Nation, this is a mentee of mine, somebody who I've just had the pleasure of watching grow from middle school all the way now into college. Um, and, and someone who is always excited about STEM. And that's actually how we connected. Um, her mom kind of you know, pulled me aside. We went to the same church and was like, hey, you need to connect with Sydney. And so it's just been an amazing uh, journey to watch. So in the nature of STEM, how did you first get introduced to STEM? Was it, was it a science camp? Was it, what, what kind of garnered your attention to say, I think I might want to go in this direction? So it actually started with my, my love for math. Um, in the, the eighth grade, I had a super cool math teacher. His name was Mr. Castle. I told him I would shout him out if I ever had to mention. So coolest math teacher, teacher ever. He explained it in a way that I was able to understand. And then I just liked it from them. And I found out, I was like, I'm kind of good at it. Um, and so I told him, I was like, I kind of like it. And then he also, he kind of like looking at me, you know, in other classes and stuff. He was like, I can see, he's like, you really like your science class too, right? I was like, yeah, I think it's super cool. I love it. He was like, okay, okay. So um, my mother and him talking, they were like, we're going to have you go to Northeast Magnet for high okay. school. I was like, okay. I was like, whatever that is. Awesome. Right. I'm like, explain and that for the STEM Music Nation. Yes. What is Northeast Magnet? So um, I went to Northeast Magnet High School, a magnet high school. It usually, it's kind of like, um, in a sense, it helps with uh, college prep. And okay. so you don't necessarily have a major, but you have a track that you okay. go on, which we call our different magnet. And so you um, take classes that are um, tailored for you and tailored for your interests and also like tailored for the track that you're on. So um, I found out about Northeast Magnet and um, I found out that they had what they called their science magnet. The three magnets were science, art, and law. Okay. Um, of course, I hopped on the science magnet and the science magnet split into two different tracks, biomedical science and engineering. And so I found out like what engineering was and I'm like, so you're telling me I get to build stuff. I get to play with stuff. I get to solve really cool problems. I get to use math. And I suck math. I used to, I get to use like my skills that I've learned in science and I can do this like every day. And he was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, that is cool. I was like, okay. I was like, we're going to get into this engineering stuff. Let's do it. And I also found out that my mother's younger sister is an electrical engineer. As well. And she was like, that's what I do. I was like, no way. I'm like, that's cool. And she's like, yeah, that's what I do. I'm like, okay. I was like, all right. I was like, let's see what this is about. So then fast forward to my senior year of high school, I started taking um, mechanical engineering and aerospace engineering classes. Um, I toured a couple of colleges and everything like that. And I got to go to an engineering camp 
at KU for free. Okay. And it was so cool. I was on their aerospace engineering track when I went and it was so cool. I was like, yeah, I was like, all right, we're majoring in engineering, but I wanted to choose a different track because I grew up like so when I was starting to like figure out what engineering was and everything it was all strictly aerospace engineering mm-hmm. of course you know because we're relocated yes but I was like I want to expand my knowledge I want to see what what other types are out there and then I found out about all the different disciplines I was like oh I there's like, so much there's so much in so many in the music nation in wichita kansas which is where um you know i'm based and where sydney grew up yeah it's like it's called the air capital of the world i think we've mentioned that on another podcast and so a lot of stuff is like aerospace engineering or aerospace focused and so mm-hmm. um to kind of i'm so glad you got to like open up that world of engineering to see yeah. so many other disciplines and types that you can get into which i think is so exciting for for yes. uh, you know those who want to get into this field awesome thank you yes I love, it. love it love that so then you of course go to northeast magnet you're starting to go on this engineering track you're learning uh, i believe you did a little bit in project lead the way which kind of has those different engineering yes. classes and so maybe talk a little bit about that and how you ended up zoning in on electrical engineering um and, and talk oh, us through okay. that transition to pv Yes. Okay. So uh, it's crazy because I actually started out doing a lot more electrical engineering work before I really got into the aerospace work. I was doing a lot of like electrical engineering stuff my sophomore year. And then my junior year, we had a class like dedicated to aerospace. And I think it was an aerospace engineering class. I think that was the title of the class. Um, But he had had us, he had introduced us to breadboards, circuit boards, and like to the different, you know, he had showed us different stuff about circuit analysis. And that's where like Project Lead the Way came in. So it was um, very project based. It wasn't, you know, necessarily, oh, you're taking a test or you're doing a worksheet every five seconds, but it was working on a project, working in a group and constantly, you know, trying to solve a problem or like work on something. And so he introduced us like the, like I said, the breadboard, the circuit boards and everything. And he was teaching us about, you know, the basics of like circuit analysis. I was like, that's cool. And he was like, this is what people do. You know, like, you know, oh, you know, people at Apple, like when they're designing your phone, this is the type of stuff they do. And I was like, I've always wanted to know how that worked mm-hmm. as well. And the fact that I get, I kind of got the steps to see how it worked was super cool. Um, and then going from that, I joined Technology Student Association and um, I got to compete in different competitions and stuff there, which I learned even more about engineering, which was really cool. And um, that's what kind of made me like, was like I said, zone in on electrical engineering. Um, I had heard a girl give a presentation about um, a small robot that she built and she was talking about all the stuff that she had to put into it I'm like it sound like it sounded at first to me like complete gibberish but mm-hmm. then like you know wondering you know then like when she like started to break stuff down and explain I was like that's super cool and she was talking about the different coding that she was doing and she was talking about how you know how she built the robot and everything like that and the math that she used I was like that is awesome I was like that's so cool and you know I was like maybe you know I'm a little different because I'm like I think like that type of stuff is like super cool. But at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, I think we're going to zone in here. And especially when I learned how far you could go like in the tech industry with it and everything, I was like, that's cool because I like that electrical engineer is something like, it's something they move with technology. They move with time. Mm. Technology is always, you know, getting more intricate. It's always expanding. And so I like that I kind of get to expand and broaden my horizons in my mind with the industry. That is so. so cool. It's so cool yeah. when you talk about that and to see the passion. I can hear it in your voice of just, yes. you know, how you get to, like I said, go along with industry and that it mm-hmm. changes so fast, right? It just rapidly is just 
onto the next Always thing, changing. onto the next thing. And so the fact that you get to have a front row seat to that is really cool. Yeah. Um, so, so let's talk about Prairie View A&M. Um, for those oh, yes. of you in STEM Music Nation, we've talked about Nesby forever on, you know, other podcasts. And so oh, yeah. when I got into um, Nesby and I was serving as Region 5 chairperson, but just in Nesby in general, in Region 5, uh, PV was always the largest chapter. And so uh, Prairie View, so PV for short. And so um, always had a love for that chapter. And um, so the fact that you actually chose to go to that school, um, you know, cool. talk about how, because I think this is, is is a really cool thing too. Every time we've had a guest on who's gone to a HBCU, historically mm-hmm. Black College University, we've yes. had them, you know, I've, I've asked like, what was that, um, you know, choice like for you in regards to um, first learning about HBCUs, but then two, um, deciding to go there and what has your experience been so far? Okay, yes. So um, I was introduced to HBCUs, I say probably around middle school. Um, I have a couple of relatives that attended HBCUs. One of my mother's younger brother attended a University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. And my aunt, uh, my aunt got her electrical engineering degree at Tuskegee University. And um, so I was introduced to that. So I was like, what is an HBCU? And they were like, (laughs) well, they were like, it's a predominantly black college. And I was like, okay. So they were like, so, you know, the majority of your peers will be African-American and it's cool to be in a space where people that look like you and like they're, they're like-minded and, you know, it's someone that can relate to you. Someone, you know, that knows all the struggles that knows the ins and out of simply just being black, but all of you are there to pursue a prestigious education. I was like, that is awesome. And so I was like, you know, I wanted to be around more black female engineers, black engineers in general. I was one of four black kids in my class so I like in my engineering class in high school okay, and so I was like okay. you know it was cool to be around people that look like me my professors look like me I was like that is so awesome um it's been an absolutely it's been a great experience um you know I've learned so much I've learned not only you know academics but just life lessons sure. um I've connected with like almost every professor I have, I, I still keep in touch with even the ones from my freshman year. Um, I love that they say, you know, what they say about professors that, you know, they really do care about you. Um, you're not just a number to them. Like I literally, I had um, missed class one day. I wasn't feeling well. My professor emailed me. He was like, hey, um, I didn't see you today. You know, you're, you're always in front. He's like, you're always like in my line of vision, but I didn't see you today. Are you okay? I was That's like, not that he like checked on me. Awesome. That's he checked awesome. on me and my other, like, and I had a professor saying was Dr. Wilkins. And, um, you know, he could tell, like, I was, you know, and I was complaining. He could tell I was having a hard time. He was like, man, so he's like, come stay after class. I was like, okay. He was like, I just want to make sure, you know, check on me, make sure you were okay. He's like, you seem really down today. So you weren't as talkative and everything. I'm like, I am going through it right now, but. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> that's, that's so awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, um, you know, doing my research after I found out about HBCUs, I came. So I realized, you know, I did want to go to school out of state. And so on my way, I was coming to visit Texas Southern University, which is in downtown Houston. Okay. I pa- and I passed Prairie View on okay. the way. And I was, like, I was like, what's Prairie View A&M? You know, because I've heard of you know, the A&M thing. I'm like, OK, I was like, Texas A&M. They're like, oh, it's the sister school, but it's not Texas A&M. And I'm like, OK, they're like, it's an HBCU under them. And I said, oh. And so I, you know, I started doing my research and I found out they had one of the top engineering programs in Texas. And then for HBCUs, they're like number two or number three in the country. I was like, oh, I was like, I have to visit this place ASAP. 
And so I came here and I remember going on college tours and, you know, the, the, um, the ambassador that was talking, they were like, you know, you're going to have a feeling when you feel like a campus is right for you. You're going to, you know, envision yourself here. Like you're going to feel like, you know, this is meant for you. And so, you know, touring college seven high schools, like I still haven't got that feeling yet. I don't know what that's like, you know, I have no mm-hmm. idea what that's like, but I walked on a previous campus and I was like, okay, I was like, I get it. I was like, I get exactly what they're talking about. I could see, like, I would look across. I'm like, I could see myself, you know, walking on campus, going to class. I went to the dorm room. I was like, I could see myself living here. And I, it was, a, it was, and in preview where it's located, it's a little bit secluded. We're kind of in the middle of nowhere, but the sense of community, everything was so strong. Everybody treats everybody like family here. I mean, I go into the we we have you know the calf we call it the Memorial Student Center. I go in there all the lunch. Like, Good morning. How y'all doing? How's everybody doing? Everybody having a good day? I'm like, y'all are so sweet. Even the people that work at Chick-fil-A, I'm like, y'all are so nice. Like, it's so great. Like the sense of community, everybody, you know, everybody's got each other's back. Um, You know, you see somebody needing help, somebody will come and help you. Like I literally, my car died. Like my car battery died and went out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was moving in. I was moving in here, actually. This it always crazy. happens like in the craziest moments. Like, we ain't got time for this. And I, and, I <laughs> and I had an appointment. I was going to drop my stuff off in here and I had an appointment to go here. I didn't even get to make it oh, and because I said like, my car died. But this guy, he was walking past. He's like, is everything okay? I was like, my car literally will not start. He was like, here, let me help you. Let me help you. Or whatever. And he was like, yeah, honey. He's like, you need a new battery and everything. I was like, oh my God. I was like, okay, thank you. He was like, here, he was like, go to this auto zone. He said, my friend works at this auto zone. He can help you out. He said, when you get it, he was like, come back. He said, I'll put it in for you. I was wow. like, oh my gosh. And he helped me he put my car battery in. And like, I mean, just a, like, I didn't, I didn't even know the guy. Wow. I didn't even know the guy and just such a great help. Like everybody here, I love the sense of community, everything like that. Like, it's absolutely amazing. My experience has been great so far. That is so good to hear. And I think for students who might be listening, um, you know, thinking about, hey, you know, I want to be a part of this next generation of STEM, of engineering and um, thinking about colleges I need to go to or want to go to and and to kind of hear that experience in your story of even how to do the research and how to um, look up different universities, going on the tour, looking for that special feeling. I definitely know yes. what you mean too. It's funny, briefly, my my little feeling at Wichita State, I was actually mad about it because I didn't want to come. I yep. wanted to go to Ohio State because our whole, whole family's from Ohio. And so, yes. um, but I had that feeling that you're talking about. I did, mm-hmm. we were, me and my dad were looking over the baseball stadium and I just felt this calm. And then my tour guide yes. was, he was an aerospace engineering student giving the tour. And I was like, this can't be like, this is a sign. This is a sign. This is a sign. So I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. And it's so cool cool. that that you felt that. And now that you're there having a great time that you got that community. And so, um, and then also, you know, being able to grow academically as well. And, And I think a part of that growth um, in your academics is yes, doing the schoolwork, but also trying to apply it. You mentioned research a little bit, but you've Absolutely. also done some internships. And so I wanted to touch base on that just a little bit of what that experience has been like of finding the internship, getting the internship, and then maybe some just tips for students out there who might be getting ready to intern this summer and what they can expect or what they should be thinking about. Absolutely. So, um, so the transition for getting an internship, it was, you know, it was something, you know, completely new for me a couple of years ago, especially as a student out of state. Um, some of the companies, you know, I did, I, I hadn't heard of because, you know, I'm finally, you know, diving into this, the, the industry for real. Mm-hmm. 
So I work uh, for Raytheon Technologies. I've been working there since summer of 2020. So like when it came to like applying for internships, um, like companies will hold different events at the university. And so I always make sure that I show my face to a representative or to something like that, just to make yourself seem familiar. And with any opportunities you know, that companies present, I say always just go for it. Like go try, you know, let's say show your face, introduce yourself. I mean, everybody talks about the classic elevator pitch. Of course, you know, have one ready, but you know, be authentically yourself and you tell them what you're looking for, tell them that you're interested. Do your research on a company, of course. Um, I had the opportunity, so every every semester, um, my university has a career fair where companies from all over will come and recruit students. Um, and I went around to to so many. I mean, I mean, I printed out a stack of resumes, and I just went so many. I just went and introduced myself. I said, you know, my name. I just I talked to them. You know, had conversations. Um, talked about what their company does even if I didn't research a company I would just be like you know I am interested in your company can you tell me a little bit more about it I do have some areas of interest that I like and if you have if y'all have you know the same the same thing I would love to you know dive deeper and to learn more and so you know just talking to them you know learning about different companies learning what everybody you know did what like for example like what would someone who is studying electrical engineering, what would they do for your company? Sure. Everything like that. So don't never be afraid to ask questions because, you know, they say a closed mouth does not get fed. If you want right. to know about a job, ask. And I love that also, you know, people are like people when it comes to the people recruiting for the companies, they're more than happy to answer your questions. They want you to ask questions. They want you to be, they want you to know, kind of like, you know, they kind of want, you to know, pick apart their brain. You're like, what do you, like, you know, they want to know, what you know, and they want to see, you know, we want to see what they know as well. And so, you know, and like also getting contact information as well, keeping and following up is very important. Um, when I did first get my position, I had met the representatives at the career fair, you know, I gave them all a resume and everything. And so I had talked to them, I told them, you know, what I wanted to do. And I told them what I was studying, my emphasis and everything like that. And so I got a couple of business cards mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, we're not going to just let these business cards sit here. I was like, we have their contact information. So we're going to reach out and make sure that they remember who I am. That so I reached out. And I was like, it's, you know, it was great to meet you today. Everything like that. You know, I did hand you my resume. So I do, I hope you still have it on file. Um, I would love to learn more about your company and everything like that. Next thing I know about a month later, mm -hmm. um, I got an email saying, please apply for this specific position right here. This is this this is your position. I need you to apply for this specific position. I was like, oh, I was like, is this real? <laughs> At first, it came up. I was in the gym when it came up and I was like, is this real? That's like, exciting. And so then it said, so I was originally, I was based in Tucson, Arizona for summer 20 and summer 2021. And so they were like, yes. Um, in the email, they were like, yes. So we want to fly you out to Tucson for a hiring event. I was like, this can't be real. So I can't just be getting a random plane ticket from random people. I was like, this doesn't make sense. So I called my parents. I was like, I need y'all to see if this email looks legit. My dad was like, it's literally on company letterhead, Sydney. Yes, it's legit. <laughs> Oh, it's like my bad. I'm like, you know, you could get the author and who knows, you know? So I ended up going there and I met a ton of, a uh, ton of the faculty, ton of the staff and everything. And, um, it was a super cool experience. And I ended up getting to, I also like, you know, they had had some interview prep and some resume prep and everything for us. They were like, you know, do not be scared. Like, don't like that. Don't be nervous. Everything. Like, you know, we're all just people. And they made the interview just kind of, they made them honestly comforting. That's good. Sense. 
it was really great. And so, um, you know, I was so blessed that they took the opportunity. They were like, you know, yes, you're a freshman. They were like, but we wanted, we wanted to put you somewhere. That is so and, powerful. Yes. I, I, I think just, first of all, amazing, amazing different uh, pieces of advice that you're just sharing, especially now it's the music nation, you know, I was working as an engineer. Now I'm on the talent acquisition side of things, leading a college intern program. And those are a lot of the things that we're looking for, right? We're, we're yeah. looking for students who are engaged, who are going to follow up, who are going to bring their resume, who are going to be um, on top of it, um, which is why you get that opportunity to get flown out, which is so dope, right? That's so yes, dope. Yeah, that was so cool. Um, to, to then be a part of the program, their internship program, and now working on your third um, internship. And so um, maybe before we get to one of the last topics I wanted to touch on, uh, before we jump into the music, because you, you know, we always got to get into the music, the music nation. What are some of the things that you're looking forward to doing in your internship relating to your electrical engineering degree program? Oh, okay. So this summer, so this summer I will be in Dallas, Texas. I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm excited to uh, work on a couple of the different CCAs that they've told me about. Those are like a couple of different like circuit boards and like I'm ready to work with the different parts and everything they have um, because it honestly ties into what I was doing last year and the year before. Mm -hmm. The parts that I was working on are literally actually getting transported to where I am and I get to like work with them again. And I thought it was super cool. Um, and also like, it's kind of like everything has, it's like kind of like a conveyor belt. Okay. Everybody has something and each position has something and it kind of travels its way on. And so now I'm kind of in the next step of that. And it's really cool. You know, I kind of get to follow the journey of like watching everything get like put together. So I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited to uh, work with like the different softwares they have. They have a couple of different softwares where it helps with the different schematics of the inside of parts or like you're able to like look at the part, like say if you split it in half and turn it side, you're able to look at it like that, look at stuff like in 3D. So I'm ready to work with all those cool different softwares. And I'm also ready for like, they have, also have like different, like pre, they have like presentations, like every once in a while for like people to show like what they're working on. And I always enjoy those because I love to see, you know, what different sections of the company we're doing, yeah. but also you get to see how it all ties together and how everybody's work is like cohesive with one another and how everybody's part is just as important, how everything as it comes together and then goes on to the next step. And so I'm really excited for that. And I'm ready to meet, you know, new people and everything sure. like that. I get to meet the people that recruited me my freshman year, I get to, I get to touch base with them again. So that I did, they awesome. didn't, they were, they didn't live in Arizona. The okay. people that recruited me live in Dallas. So I get to work with them again. And I'm super excited about that to meet some familiar faces and also to work with um, other PV alumni, which is really cool. That's where a lot of, if they work for them, that's the plant, a lot of them go to the one in uh, Dallas. Dallas. Oh man. That's yeah. exciting. I can't wait yeah. for you to have that experience this summer. Um, I guess one other question that just came to my mind is, you know, you're, you're doing these different internships, but as it stands right now, now obviously this can change because you're going to learn even more in the, in the next coming year or so. Um, but where do you see yourself doing with your electrical engineering degree um, once you, once you graduate kind of where, where are you feeling you might like to um, showcase your skill set that you've learned over, over these years? Um, I honestly, like that's, that's such a good question because like I said, I'm, st I'm still thinking about right. that just because I've also had, you know, a couple of other different companies reach out to me and tell me, you know, what they work on and what they do. Um, 
Raytheon works a little bit with the Department of Defense and that's kind of like like we have Raytheon but then like Department of Defense is like up here sure. and I'm like I kind of want to go up there like that sounds cool and then also or either going that route or going um into the tech industry and working a little bit more with like electronics you know like smart stuff like virtual reality um smartphones and everything like that like smart technology and everything so those are the two routes that I'm thinking about um I do want to get a little bit more into the tech industry right now because right now like I said, I'm still in the aerospace and like the manufacturing industry and stuff as well because we work with missiles engines right. different parts of planes and everything so that's a, that's what I'm in now but I kind of want to see what the other side wants to see what the tech industry and stuff is like so once I you know see that because I've I'm attending a couple of workshops this upcoming conference or the the Nesby conference I'm actually gonna like oh. get into that so I'm excited good. it's my first national conference good oh that's exciting that's gonna be so fun it'll Yay. be good no, yes that is great that is great yeah and and the good news is you have you know you have time and um, I just, you know, I love it because with the engineering degree, just in general, it's such a great foundation for whatever it is, however you want to pivot and go through your career. Um, but just like in aerospace, like electrical engineering, there's so many different options and things to do. And so um, you've already gotten some exposure, but you'll continue to get that moving forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're talking all this engineering. We're talking all these things yes. that, um, you know, we do as engineers or engineering students. Um, but we are talking on the STEM Music Next Generation podcast, which is STEM and then music together. Music. And so, um, yeah, I really appreciated and still appreciate serving as as your mentor. Uh, really, you be mentoring me. Let's be real. Um, oh. but <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it because seeing that you have this, um, you know, a, affinity for STEM, for engineering, and, and you're in engineering. Um, a d- degree electrical engineering but you have this immense love of dance and and I and I love it because man you know I have this love of music but also was aerospace engineering and, and you know decided to bring them together and so I would love for you to share with the audience because I think so many times you, you people have this horrible stigma um, not maybe not horrible but just a certain stigma on engineering or stem like mm-hmm. you have to be this way but here you are electrical engineering student um, who's already interning in, in the industry, working in the industry, but yet you have this love of dance and we're doing ballet and now doing other things. So talk us through that journey of like dance. Yes. Okay. So my dance journey, it was a very interesting journey. Um, I began dancing um, like two, three years old. Some of that, my mother was like, she's a very busy kid. I'm like, we need to get her. And she's like, we need to get her in something with <laughs> get her tired. So I started dancing around, like I said, two or three, predominantly ballet and like tap, I think at first, but I realized tap was not for me. I was like, my ankles are on fire. (laughs) You have to have really loose ankles to tap. Like I was like, I did not know that. Okay. You do because like the way like your feet move, then your ankles have to be relaxed or for you to make every single sound and everything with the tap. So I was like, I can't do this. I was like, I need structure. My ankles need structure. So I went into ballet and then I first joined uh, the ballet in Wichita pre-professional company. I want to say when I was seven years old, seven wow. years old, I joined the company then. And so, um, you know, it wasn't, you know, one of those, you know, you dance nine to five and everything, but like after school, that's where I would go and dance sure. and everything like that. So um, I got a 
part my first my first ballet every day was the nutcracker of course like that's like a that's like a ballet dancer's like standard that's that one yes that's a standard performance everybody does the nutcracker of course so I did that my first round the nutcracker and I was like this was fun it was a super great experience I mean you know you're on this big old stage with all the lights and you see everything everything's just going around and it's just everything's moving like at top speed and everything you have all the props and then all the costumes and everything like that I'm like this is a lot but it was so cool it was so much fun because I mean of course when I was younger I guess I was dancing but then also it was like a little bit more acting because like I play like what a mouse or something okay okay how do you dance angelically as a mouse and I was like <laughs> I have no idea so I did that I was you know I was, so I was in the company for a couple of years and then by the time I was 11, um, I got cast as um, my first soloist part. I was a lead. I was Clara in the Nutcracker. Wow. And I was the first African-American Clara that company ever had, which wow. is really cool. And it was so great seeing, you know, like after the, uh, we had, you know, student matinee performances where schools, you know, would come on a field trip and come and see the ballet. And it was so, like, it was so sweet, which how I knew like, of course, you know, like my da- my passion for dance grew even more because it was so sweet seeing brown little girls come up to me like I want to be a ballerina like you. Oh my god! I was like, oh, I was I like my heart. That. I was like my the heart. Music was Nation. Not- we're talking to a history maker, a trailblazer. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to tell you, my mentee. That's my mentee. Okay, Period. okay. Period. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so great, you know, seeing they were like, well, I want to be a ballerina like you, and I'm like, I'm gonna cry. Because this is adorable. So I did that. You know, I continued with the company all the way up until my senior year of high school. Um, I got to play all different type of parts. I did so many different ballets. I got to do. And also when I was in high school, I danced um, with Kansas City Ballet, the professional company for a little bit. Um, I danced there a whole summer. It was about like eight weeks or so. I was gone from my family really long time wow. but um it was so cool I got to dance under so many different professional dancers I danced under Devin Carney the artistic director for um Kansas City Ballet super cool experience a bunch of other different like wonderful professional dancers from all over they would have random like guest dancers mm-hmm. all the time so I got to dance there for a little bit I danced there for a summer and um at the end of the summer I think we ended up doing I think Sleeping Beauty Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, okay, the ballet. Okay. I think we ended up doing that. And then after that, I did like a couple of more ballets. And I also danced with um Alvin Ailey, the friends of like Kansas City friends of Alvin Ailey. So I did a lot of my I did a lot of um like other dancing in Kansas City. Um it was a good place to also dance with other black dancers and everything. Yeah. It was a really good experience. I danced with them for a couple of years. I would go during the summer as well, and I would go dance with um that company. Then I started like, you know, I was strictly dancing in Wichita for the, the rest of that time. So I was with uh, Ballet Wichita. I did a whole bunch of different performances. I did ballet like in the park in the summer, which was super fun to do for kids. It was great. I did like The Little Mermaid, The Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland. That was like one of my favorite ones. So I did all those different ballets. And then I've done Swan Lake. Um, like I said, I did Sleeping Beauty. And I did of course I said of course the nutcracker and like just a just a wonderful dance experience overall I absolutely adored our director Jill Landreth she is the best person ever made my dance experience like everything that was meant to be like she's the she's honestly the main reason I really did keep dancing absolutely amazing woman and then I did stop when I got to college I did take a toll on my body that's for sure I have terrible knees and a terrible right hip 
but um, I still take class every once in a while when I can. Um, my best friend used to be on the classical dance ensemble dance team here. Okay. So, um, you know, it was them, you know, doing, you know, the styles of dance that I grew up doing, you know, classical, classical ballet, lyrical, modern, like from a very technical standpoint. So I take class every once in a while when they have an open class. And then um, I used to teach a little bit in the summer. Sometimes I would go like to the Boys and Girls Club or I would go to the church and or I would go to like um, some of the different summer camps they had around the city and I would teach mm -hmm. dance. And so I still make sure it's a part of my life. You know, um, I do, you know, I like I said, I try and brush up on it every once in a while. But yeah. that That is so awesome. Thank you so much Thanks. for sharing that. And I don't know that I knew that about you being the first um, leading, you know, Black Claire in the mm -hmm. Nutcracker um, Ballet Wichita. I mean, that that is so inspiring and awesome to hear. And like I said, I, I just wanted you to share that just because, you know, you can do multiple things, right? You don't have to be just one thing if you if you are into STEM and engineering. Um, you can have, you know, the, this other creative side, um, multiple things that you love and enjoy. So, man, that's amazing. So we are... You're welcome. We're coming to the part <laughs> where we talk about music. So I had you okay. pick your two um, either favorite songs or songs you're listening to now or songs that mean something to you. And so I went ahead and listened to them, pick three bullet points that I'll share um, and then ask you, why is it that you chose um, this song? So Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Ha, yeah. Ha. Ha, ha, yeah. Yeah. I said, I said CPR was the first bullet point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> everybody always says when you do CPR, right? You, you do, do the beat to that song. And then I put the movie Airplane, which is a classic, like older <laughs> movie. And, and there's a whole scene with that song. Yes. And then just disco. So why yes. did you choose Staying Alive as one of your songs by the Bee Gees? Okay. Um, I like this one because I just think it's so groovy. Like you can walk around and like bop your head to it, yes. you know, and you just look super cool. Like put on a pair of sunglasses and just walk around. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like it's so cool. Like, I don't know. And it's just like, it's just a groovy song to me. Like I like the way it sounds. I love the different, like the, he be singing all the way up there and everything. I'm like, I love, like, I love this song. It's groovy and it got a good beat and everything. I remember, I think the first time I heard it, <laughs> it was crazy. First time I heard it was in the movie Madagascar. They play it in one oh, scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They play in one scene. I was like, what is, and I was like, what is this? I'm like, this, this is vibey. I like this. And I was like, my dad was like, oh, that's this song. I was like, let me go listen to this. I popped some earbuds and I was like, I like this song. And I would listen to it like when I have like a, like when I'm having a bad day, mm. I'll pop that out, kind of just start bobbing my head. I'm like, okay, life is good. Life. That's, that's it right yeah. there. It's always, <laughs> I mean, that's the power of music, right? Yeah. Um, so then let's get into your second song um, and final song, Changes by the artist named Her, um, H-E-R. I put chill, classic R&B feel. Um, I love some good R&B, right? Um, Same. Finally realized all I want is you. I just, I like that that part, right? Like I'm just... You know, if you if you if you listen to the the lyrics of the songs to Music Nation, just the journey that she's like having to go on, like with this person and all this stuff, and so finally like realizing that she just wants that person, and then like another <laughs> another line that I highlighted was tired of the games. It be like that sometimes. Mm. Like I am tired of these games. Like, why y'all playing around? Like what you doing? Like, why are you playing with me? Yeah. So why did you choose Changes yes. by Her? 
Um, I just, I love the artist, her in general. I love her music. Um, like you said, really soulful, really chill R&B is something that um, I can, you know, I sit in my room. You see, my room is like my humble abode. Mm-hmm. So I love having, you know, really nice, chill, like cool, quiet music playing. Um, I love like the the softness in her voice. I love that her music is just like, it's soft. It's kind of delicate um, in a sense. And I love that song because I love the, um, like the the harmonies and everything like that. I just like and I like the the beat and the bass and everything in that song. Um, I just think it's such a good song. And when I discovered it, I was like, this is definitely gonna be on repeat. I love that song and I love the album that it came off of as yes, well. Yes, beautiful album. Yes, I yeah. would agree. That's so cool. Well, yeah. we're getting to the final question of the podcast, which is um, just amazing. It's been so cool to connect. So this question is, what advice would you give a younger student interested in STEM? You've been on this journey, right? Ooh, Starting at a yeah. young age, you've been dancing, you've been doing engineering classes. Um, and now, especially because you're in college, you know, um, not quite a full professional, but you you definitely have some years under your belt, um, mm-hmm. you know, studying electrical engineering and kind of really seeing what, what that's like. So for a younger student who's in high school, maybe middle school, mm-hmm. what advice would you give them if they're interested in STEM? I would say first explore your options. There are so many things out there and I'm telling you, you'll find that one thing that you feel is specifically like tailored to you and something you feel like that. Okay. Yeah, I can do this. And I know I'm going to do my best at it. Um, another thing I say, do your best, try practice. Practice is so important in honestly in anything, but especially when it comes to ac- the academics of engineering, the way that we solve problems, like the way that engineers solve problems is different than the way like a doctor would solve a problem, of course. Mm-hmm. That mindset, like getting that mindset, making sure that you practice is really important. And then also prioritizing yourself um, because if you're not up to par, you can't perform all of that work. So making sure that, you know, you, you're taking care of yourself, you're watching your health, you're making sure that, you know, you're staying active, you're getting sleep, all of that. I know, yes, of course, you know, every once in a while you have to pull like a really long night, but if you're not up to par and you're not feeling up to par and you're not feeling well, then you can't perform all of those tasks um, that you want to do. And I've learned that honestly, the hard way, because when I noticed myself, you know, staying up all night and trying to study, I would get physically sick. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, once in a while, then once I realized, I'm like, I think my parents prioritized my sleep as a child for a reason. And so I started to like adjust my schedule to where I would make sure I'm like, okay, I'm done at a certain point. And I would make sure I would get like a decent amount of sleep and wake up like somewhat refreshed. And I saw how much of a difference it made because even like my boss, he'd ask like, I, so I, I work on campus here in the labs. And so like, there was a couple of weeks back to back. I was like, I, I was like, I don't feel well. And I was like, I literally don't know why he had asked me one day. He said, are you getting like enough sleep and like actually like drinking enough water? And like, are you eating enough food? And like, when I said, he said the sleep thing, I was like, I'm gonna be honest. I think I've gotten like a collective like 20 hours this week. And I was like, mm-hmm. you're like, that, like, that's, that's very minimal. Like that's like only a couple hours a day. Right. If you're like sleeping like that. I was like, honestly, I was like the sleep part. No. And I noticed the water. I was like, I might've, so I went and got me a couple of water bottles. Cause I used to have a couple, one of them broke. My favorite one broke. That's one reason why I was like, I realized I'm not drinking enough water because yeah. my broke, but I was like, I wasn't drinking enough water. And then when it came to eating, sometimes I would, not like when I say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, they mean that because when I when I, I would notice the difference myself when I ate breakfast and then when I didn't. So I would sometimes just get up and go to class and I'm like, 
okay, we don't have, we're not, we don't have time. But that was like, like, you know, that was super important. So making sure like prioritizing myself was definitely important. And that leads me into also saying, make a schedule and have a consistent schedule and routine because it helps your body and everything way more. And then it also helps, it helps you way more than you think it does because sometimes just going out there on a whim and like not knowing what your day is going to be like it's not the best choice so that was my advice such great advice man that was really good that was really good like exploring your options i think science technology engineering Mm -hmm. math there's so much out there explore your Mm -hmm. options practice yes definitely like it doesn't matter you know in everything really but just to kind of bring on that confidence that you need um but also the knowledge that you need but then health is wealth yes Yes, i'm trying to learn that too health is wealth i'm trying to learn that too you know like just being so busy and doing all these different things but trying to make sure that um you know i I have this uh challenge this year new year's resolution of getting six miles a week in any way i can get it so maybe two miles one day one mile another day three miles you know and and running and so um that's kind of been an, an initiative in my life of just trying to make sure I'm, I'm staying active um, and also trying to eat better, you know, a lot more salads in my diet um, than ever before. So, you know, it's crazy to just hear that. Um, and, and it's amazing to hear that from you um, at the stage in life that you're in. That's really awesome. And to share that with our, our Stim Music Nation, I think is great. Um, yeah. And then building a schedule. I'm also working on that as well. You know, it's like yes. it, when you're winging it, yes. sometimes it just, oh, it just proves to be very, very challenging. Yeah. So. Take it one step at a time. I literally have to tell someone like, take it one step at a time. Like mm-hmm. one, you can only do one thing at a time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Well, Sydney, this has been amazing. It's so cool to connect. Um, I when I created the Stim Music podcast, and then was thinking like, I really want to do Stim Music podcast next generation because I want to highlight those who will be next. You know, they'll they're in college or in high school, and they will be the next Stim professionals. And so, um, I mean, I've known this all along, just having the honor of, of serving as your mentor. But like. I'm so excited to see you in that professional context, like just changing the world as a black woman in STEM um, who's so passionate about it. Um, and, and so it's really cool to see you on this journey. I'm so, so, so proud of you and grateful, grateful you took the time to come on the STEM Music Podcast Next Generation. I'm so, I'm so glad that you asked me, like I'm beyond honored. I'm so happy to be here. And like I said, I appreciate everything that you've done for me, like literally all over the years. And also, you know, I appreciate you for, you know, asking me to come on this podcast. And I'm so glad that I got to talk to the audience and connect with everybody too. It was a great experience. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. You're so welcome. Everywhere we go, call us the news. People gotta know, call us the news. We gonna make it flow. Call us the news, call us the